Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of All Queued Up, your review podcast tied to streaming services like Netflix, HBO Max, Disney Plus, etc., etc. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Maya Don Fisher. How's your week been? Uh, it's been a pretty good and uh, productive week. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Well, been playing a lot of Tales of Symphonia remastered. Uh, is that odd, like PS Plus or something like that? Uh, no, I actually bought a physical copy of it. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I saw originally it was a release for the Switch, and I was like, oh, I'll get that for the Switch. And then when I was looking it up uh, at Best Buy, because that's where I bought it from, because uh, I have that Best Buy credit card, um, it said, which system do you want it for? I was like, wait, what? And apparently, they made, they released it across all consoles, so I bought it for the PS4, which of course plays on the PS5 and uh, been playing the hell out of it. I've already beat the game three times, but I'm doing trophies and tails games. The first, uh, like to get all the trophies and achievements and everything, Mm -hmm. um, your first playthrough, you're never going to get them all uh, because just some things are very difficult to do. And then when you have, when you beat the first game, then there's like a new game plus and you can do a point system because each battle you earn a grade for each battle throughout the entire game. And you can get a maximum of 20.0 points for your grade, but you can also get a minimum of negative 20, depending on how bad, how well or poorly you do in the battle. So boss battles are really important. Whereas, you know, most little fights you're going to get anywhere from 0.1 to like it's double digits, like 0.14 to 1.72, you know, you're going to get low grades for each battle. But at the end of the game, your grade is accumulated and based on your score, you can do point buyovers. Whereas when you're replaying it, you can keep all the techniques you learned, or you can keep all the uh, the titles that you earned. You can keep certain location save points can be unlocked for you. You can double your experience. You can cut your experience in half to make it a longer playthrough if you choose to do so. I don't know what masochist would want to do that, but... Uh, you know, just various things. So, you know, just been working on the trophies and going through that. The game's really fun, but I played through it several times now, and it's just like I don't even read the dialogue. I just spam the X button and get through the fucking scene and go to my next location. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, so I've been playing that, working on the trophies, and then yesterday... I had an appointment with my endocrinologist for the first time since July. Been begging them to, you know, check my hormone levels and this and that, and they did. And I was like, okay, those levels look kind of low. Can we up my hormone levels to where they should be? They finally agreed to do so yesterday, so they doubled my dosage. So that's good. Yay. Um... 
then I had a therapy session with my new therapist. Uh, therapy session went great. Uh, she thinks I'm an absolute delight. Uh, <laughs> which I can be. I can be. But yeah. Talking about things that I hadn't talked about in a long time, you know, because I'd had my other therapist for two and a half years and then she retired. And, um, so I hadn't had to rehash some of that stuff, but had to for the sake of the new one, uh, which is fine. I mean, it was not like an emotionally traumatizing experiences or anything I'm talking about. Some of them are, but, you know. I got a good handle on myself and I know how to talk about it without breaking down like some people do when they talk about painful events of their past and stuff. But, uh, yeah, therapy went well. Uh, endocrinologist appointment went well, got laser hair removal tomorrow. So it's been a busy week, but yeah, things are good. Things are good. How about you? How was your week? Uh, it was fine. I mean, it's it's mostly work, but like I've been putting a lot of time into the car right now and trying to get that in a better situation. Um, other than that, I'm just playing video games. Uh, have you ever played any of the Life is Strange games? Oh, the first one, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. So I started playing uh, the new one, the newest one, uh, True Colors. Mm-hmm. Um, solid so far. I, I didn't love the first life is strange. Like I had a really hard time with it. Um, and because life is strange is it's, if you've never played them, the best way I can describe them is they are designed to be, you could technically do these stories as live action shows. Yeah. Um, but as a game, they're they're a bit different. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish that one. I I, I had I dug it so far. Uh, the uh, oh god, sorry. Oh, ah. The other one that I rented was um, uh, WWK WWK WWE 2K23, the newest one. And um, I don't know if other WWE games have done this lately, but there's a there's a showcase mode. Mm-hmm. And it runs through a superstar's career, and yep. this one is this one is John Cena. Oh God, I don't know why you don't like John Cena. Um, uh, his like so far his career is really interesting. Um, like the first match they have you do with him is is like it was a title match uh, versus him and Rob Van Dam at, at ECW. Where the crowd really? was like way the fuck more like way louder and more energetic. Like I remember that match actually. Uh, they I mean, there were signs like if Cena wins, we riot. It was yep. for the ECW World Title. Well, that's uh, that's what's cool about this showcase mode is it's it's it shows mostly fucking live action footage and then like transitions into video game. Okay. And then you play as whoever won the match. So you got to play as Rob Van Dam beating the shit out of John Cena. And then the next match is uh, you get to play as Kurt Angle beating the shit out of John Cena. But it's, you know, it, it then it splices with John Cena talking about the match. And um, I personally think that's fucking cool as shit. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, 
he he kind of he kind of talks about in the beginning because because it's long like the showcase mode is long but he kind of talks about how um you know starting out his career you know he wasn't very well liked by the by the audience and that and that's the thing i liked him better when he was a heel when he first started than when he went babyface and became superman and became what roman reigns is now Vince mcmahon's golden boy sort of i mean i get where you're coming from with that but you know i think that the what i would like to see from wwe is not not so much focus on one wrestler per game for a showcase thing like more wrestlers in one game mm-hmm. like i don't get me wrong i have nothing against john cena as a matter of fact i like who he is as a person like he's he's a great guy um, oh as a human being he's perfectly fine as a wrestling character i just like ugh. Well, that's and that's why I like this mode is I get to hear his career while also interacting with it. You know, it's it's a rad fucking thing. Granted, I could just probably watch a fucking documentary on the WWE Network, but um, it's kind of cool to be able to play the game. The only thing I don't like about this game is if you do a story based thing. So whether it's the John Cena thing, or it's like my it's it's called. There's two modes in my rise. There's the Legacy, which you play as a character who has somebody in the wwe who's already famous and you're just like related to them or the lock the lock is you start off as a brand new entry into the wwe and you have to beat i had to be i had to try to beat Sami Zayn. my problem with the mode with both modes is that you have to hit checkpoints. You have mm-hmm. to hit certain bullet points to move on. So like I'm fighting fucking Sami Zayn. I'm doing as many checkpoints as I can. I get his health like all the way down to where I could pin him for three. I do it and it says failed. You needed to hit all the checkpoints. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like I hate that. Yeah. But uh but the game itself plays really fucking well. Like, I, I haven't seen very many glitches. I haven't seen many problems. I mean, granted, visually, the game is lacking. Like, it doesn't look that great. But it's also like, you know, they're trying to put one out every year. And you can't blame the devs for doing their best in that regard. No. But what I think that they should technically do is, like, make one every four years. Or release one every four years, I should say. And just do updates to like roster and shit like that. Like I, I'm, I'm saying this about all sports games. I'm looking forward to uh, the AEW video game Fight Forever that's coming out. Hopefully this year. Um. Yeah, we'll see. I don't expect that one to be good. To be honest with you. I do. Why? I do. They been putting a lot of time in it and if i'm not mistaken they went with a company that has a good track record with actual wrestling games wasn't it the company that used to do the wwe games before the current company a few of the devs on the team have worked on that stuff the yeah. studio is borderline untested oh okay that's why well, i'm like ooh. i mean it could be great don't get me wrong it could be fucking great but i do not i do not think it will i really don't I'm still looking forward to it. You know, I've been burned, be- burned before, but who knows? Um, 
Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So it's just been like that, the car, and I've been trying to like keep up on wrestling because uh, I plan on watching the WrestleMania event coming up. But uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's it for me. Um, well, on that regard, uh, we got a special show for you folks today. So we're going to be talking about Mandalorian season three, chapter twenty, the Foundling. Um. Then we're going to talk about Burt Kreischer's new special on Kreischer's new special on uh, Netflix called Razzle Dazzle, and I have uh, made up two different uh, fun little March Madness style brackets for my and I to do. So, so, why don't we go ahead and dive into Mandalorian Chapter Twenty? Oh, the Foundling. Okay, um, this was the shortest episode of the season, uh, probably the shortest episode of the series so far. Runtime was only 32 minutes, with including the minute and a half long recap and the three minute long credits. Uh, but a lot happened in this episode. A lot happened. It was action packed, and it opens up the secret covert that uh, Mando took Bo Katan to at the end of the last episode. And we see dozens of Mandalorians, both adult Mandalorians and foundling children, in training sessions. They're sparring, uh, squaring off against each other to improve their skills, you know, working in various uh, hand-to-hand combats and target training and uh, various things like that. And uh, Grogu's just hanging out, playing, and Mando comes up to him. He's like, come on, if you're going to, you know, play time's over. He's like, it's time to start your Mandalorian training. And enters him against another foundling, which is, we recognize as the one who was taking the creed in the first episode of the season. Uh, and they uh, have like a little paintball battle. Uh, and it was cool how it was done. Uh, once it's over, this giant winged reptilian beast comes in, swoops in, and grabs the foundling that Grogu was facing and flies off. Mando and Paz Vizsla and a couple of others uh, take off after it in their jetpacks, and they track it so far, they actually run out of fuel in their jetpacks. And then the next thing you know, Bo-Katan's pursuing it in her ship she comes back she's like i tracked it to its lair let's get a hunting party together and go get the kid <clears throat> so they do that and in the meantime grogu is left behind because the armorer says you're too young to go on this mission she's like there's much to learn she's like come and she's talking to him and while she's talking to him, she's making a piece of armor and she's telling him about the forge and how important it is to the Mandalorian way of life. And just like Din Djarin did in the first season when she would be forging him armor and have flashbacks, Grogu has a flashback. And we see a flashback to Order 66 to where he is being evacuated from the Jedi Temple. Uh, we see a group of Jedis protecting him, trying to get him to an elevator, and they say, get him to Kellerman. And they, uh, 
these Jedi are getting cut down by the clone troopers and then they get to a specific uh, location, get to an elevator, opens it up. And there's a cool Jedi uh, having a, having his moment and he saves Grogu and gets him off world. And then we'll talk more about this scene in a minute. Uh, but we see how Grogu was saved and got off world. We don't know his destination after that. And I'm sure we'll get that in more flashbacks from Grogu. Uh, but it was really cool to see this actor in this role. It was Ahmed Best. Uh, for yep. for Star Wars fans out there, Ahmed Best was the uh, mocap actor and voice actor for Jar Jar Binks in the prequels. Uh, There's, there are a couple shots of behind the scenes. There are a couple shots of behind the scenes for um, when Ahmed Best is in his mocap outfit and it looks incredibly silly because mm-hmm. uh, he's got that Georgia like, hat on. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like I remember somebody being like, how did everyone keep a straight face while filming this? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. That's <laughs> you got yeah. used to it at that point, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but afterwards when it cuts back to Grogu and the armorer, she presents him with a round piece of armor that has the mudhorn signet on it, and she places it on his little chainmail shirt armor. Which I like, forgot he had. Oh yeah, you had forgotten. <clears throat> I uh, yeah, I'd forgotten, and then uh... <laughs> but uh. She she fixes it to his armor, and she's like, you know, as you grow into this, you'll accrue more pieces of armor, you know, throughout your training. Uh, and it was just cool to see, you know, she's welcoming, welcoming, welcoming him as a full fledged foundling, essentially, just one that hasn't taken the creed yet. Uh, <clears throat> cuts back to the hunting party. We see Bo-Katan set up a camp. Uh, Everybody passes out food, and then they go off to eat because obviously they can't eat in front of each other. They have to go off by themselves to eat and take their helmets off. And Paz Vizsla's like, you're the leader of the hunting party. You have the honor of staying by the fire, (laughs) Uh, which I thought was a cool little thing. And then the next morning, they're using uh, wrist cables. uh, They're grappling cables to... Uh, climb the mountain and scale the mountain because they can't use jetpacks because it'll alert the beast and they want to rescue the foundling. Uh, they get up to the nest and they find a heat source. Paz Vizsla's like, oh, we got to get him now. And Bo-Katan's trying to hold him back. He's like, no, this is my son. So it's like, oh, there's that's interesting. Uh, Which I was like, I don't know how that's a foundling at that point, but yeah. Maybe it's a Adopted son, uh, Paul, yeah, you know, because he didn't have him in the prior two seasons. I don't know, uh, but anyway, or found him in real and found out that he was his son, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure we'll learn. That means he fucked with his home, (laughs) that'd be cool. Uh, I mean, sure, sure, I guess, yeah. That'd be cool. I mean, there's no rule that says you have to take the leave the rest of the armor on, right? 
<laughs> I'm out of uh, We uh we see the uh the nest is full of baby raptors is what they called them these winged beasts and then the mother shows up and regurgitates the foundling who was still alive to feed the babies and then we see a battle you know and uh they save the foundling get the foundling back to the covert main base and during the battle book 10 loses one of her shoulder pauldrons and at the end of the episode the armorer is like come you need repairs she's like i can make you a new pauldron but not one uh to have the modern uh accruements that you're used to and she's like what would you like for your signet the night owl she's like would it be possible to wear the mythosaur as well and she's like the mythosaur belongs to all mandalorians so does perfectly fitting of course it's allowed so she makes her a signet of the mythosaur skull affixes it to her and then she's like what if i told you i saw one she's like well that's a noble vision she's like no i saw a real one and they're like this is the way I, and it's like hmm is bo-katan like converting you know because she's it's 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 weird you know interesting to see how it's going to play out but i'm digging what i'm seeing yeah i really really enjoyed this episode it was a lot of fucking fun um it uh it shined a light more on mandalorian lore than the past two seasons had yes so that was that was fucking awesome um Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I I I want to see more of this kind of stuff. I think that uh, going to, down the road for the show, like because this season has had to be different than the last two, only mm-hmm. due to the fact that like the end of last season kind of ended a major plot point for everything, and then our little side mission, our side episode in um, Book of Boba Fett, you know, was essentially I would argue episode one of this season. And now our characters are on a different path, but I do like how they're adding a lot of, a lot more depth to Grogu. Not just, you know, he's here's a cute smiling baby. He's the show's fucking um, cute well, factor. He was the show's MacGuffin. That too. He was the show's MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah. Like he's, he was the reason that everything was happening to begin with, and now. Now we have a, a, a different situation. And I love that for the show. I love that that's, you know, going forward. The whole scene where, like, he has to kind of compete against the other foundling with the the darts. Yeah. Like, that was really cool. It, was, it, showed, it showed a lot there. And, you know, the action bit we had a lot of fun with. They didn't have to do that part of the show. That was unnecessary. But they did anyway because it was... It was fun. This redemption for Bo-Katan has been great. Like, there's so much they're doing to build on Mandalorian lore for the current canon. 
and I, I'm I'm really fucking enjoying it. Um, but I do want to talk about Ahmed Best for a second because I think I said to myself like this episode was about redemption to a point. You know, like we had re- we're, we're having redemption for Bo Katan. We're having a bit of re- you know uh, um, I don't want to say redemption, but definitely like. For Grogu, it's a little bit of like justification for leaving Luke, for leaving the you know the Jedi side. Yeah. Um, and then and then we have a bit of redemption for an actor. We have redemption for Ahmed Best. Yeah, mm-hmm. he gets to come back to the Star Wars universe and forget not forget that he played Jar Jar because let's be honest, he played Jar Jar the way he was supposed to. He did a good job with Jar Jar. Granted, is Jar Jar a bad character? Sure. Yeah, that can be argued. But, you know, you can't get mad at an actor for playing a character the way that it was written. Yeah, Um, the way that he was directed to do. And even in that regard, like, if an actor is on screen playing a character you don't like, you don't get to harass that fucking actor. Like, I'll fucking fight you. Not just yell at you, not just use my words. I will use my fist on you if you treat an actor poorly for a character they played. You are a piece of shit human. There is no justification for who you are as a person. And I will fight you. That's coming from Greg Dietz in California. Fucking fight me. The second that you disagree with that concept, you're a piece of shit. And I have no respect for you. Anyway, I'm tired of being angry. But, um, you know, what happened to him and Jake Lloyd and um, uh, came over the actress's name that played Rose Tico? Why am I trying to blank? What was her name? I can't remember either. And I feel horrible that I don't remember. Well, I don't remember because my brain doesn't want me to remember. But, uh, uh, you know, that's it's. It's frustrating to me that Ahmed Best should have been enjoying his career. And instead, he went through psychosis and he went through stress management and he went through so much because of what happened. And and now we 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 get to watch him celebrate a return to form, if you will. And that's that's awesome and that's nice, but it shouldn't have been that way in the first place. Yeah, yeah. So, um, proud, you know, happy for him. Happy for you know, like the 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 optics that this gives to people who maybe were in the industry, not just Star Wars, but just in general. And it you know shows, in a sense, the 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 return to form that you can have as an actor. So, um. Yeah, I'm really happy for him, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give this episode an A. Uh, I mean, it's not an A+, because as as it did build lore uh, to everything, I feel like these episodes are just so short. I'd like them to be a bit longer, and I don't get the point of bringing those baby whatever fucking creatures those are back to the layer like what why on a mental level why but like what was was it necessary 
Like, what benefit are well, those Mandalorians going to get at having those creatures? I think long-term benefit will they'll be able to ride them into battle. Uh, like Bobo rode the Rancor. And like when Boba Fett's introduction, he was in the holiday special animated short uh, back in the fucking 78. He was riding some type of reptilian beast. I think they're going to use them as battle mounts eventually. Uh, that's my theory. What do you think? Uh, I mean, but again, you know, going to that to that idea, like, why? They have jetpacks. They have ships. They have all this weaponry. Like... It's it's to me it's it's that thing in 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 sci-fi that I'm not like Rise of Rise of Skywalker or Rise of the Skywalker I think it's just Rise of Skywalker. Um mm-hmm. why why ride those weird horses on a star destroyer? To me it didn't look cool. It was just kind of there. Um as yeah. much as I as much as I like let's okay. Empire strikes back. The Tauntauns it was necessary to ride on the back of a Tauntaun because they could withstand those temperatures mm-hmm. for for a certain period of time. Obviously, that one died, but um, and it was easier to get across the terrain, more in a less conspicuous way than with a you know a snow speeder, um, yeah, especially yeah. when you're trying to hide. That makes sense. Well, um, plus two, they were having trouble getting them adapted to the cold. Remember, the sure. speeders. Yeah, there was there was a, there was a lot of factors as to why the tauntauns made sense. Um, but you know, why why ride those those horses onto the star destroyer? Like that doesn't that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like people go, oh, well, they're just trying to you know land there to get. Okay, there's. You, it's the future or future like stuff like what the fuck so stuff like that doesn't i just hate it when sci-fi does stuff like that they're just like well the creature's cool so why don't we just like well the creature was cool for the for the fucking scene let's leave it there so i don't know but uh something like that always sticks out of my head and i i think about it and i go hmm, don't like that so but uh other than that the episode's fucking really good what about you I give it an A. I thought it was uh, the only critique I have of the episode is it was just too goddamn short, you know. But it's like I said to Misty, it told the story today that it needed to tell. Uh, I thought it was well directed. It was directed by Carl Weathers. I thought he did a really good job. Uh, but I, I was left wanting more. Uh, but it was very good. It was very entertaining. I like how you know it gave us some more lore on Mandalorian culture. Uh, I'm interested in seeing Grogu continue Mandalorian training. I'm interested in seeing the redemption path of Bo-Katan, if that's truly what's happening, or you know, is she going to make a power play? I mean, what's going to happen here? Uh, all fascinating and interesting stuff. But yeah, I really enjoyed the episode a whole lot. Yeah. Um, uh, 
Yeah, so there's that. All right, uh, so we're going to move on to Burt Kreischer's new special, Razzle Dazzle. I don't think we need a fucking synopsis on this one. He, uh, It's a new stand-up special. And it's fucking hilarious. It's really good. Um, there are... So most of the special is funny. Uh, and I and I laughed. I chuckled. You know, like I enjoyed the stories he told. Like there, you know, there's a lot of setup to a really good punch at the end. Um, that final story with the um, the escape room. Um, I, the whole thing. I'm laughing. The whole thing. I'm laughing. Like it is so fucking funny. The way he describes certain things, like. The fart. Yeah. Yeah. Good lord, man. That is so good. I, I enjoyed the entire special. I thought I thought the thing I, I think the one I laughed the hardest at though was when he and his wife were at the uh the wine tasting auction thing and he bought all the tickets and he was winning all the prizes. And people were getting mad. And they're like, who the fuck is this guy? And the bartender just stops what he's doing. It's like, he's the fucking machine. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, See, stuff like that, stuff like that isn't necessarily like, I know what he's doing. I know exactly what he's doing. That kind of punch right there probably didn't actually happen. Like, I've gotten really fucking good at determining what's real and what's you know like over exaggerated or overdrawn for the sake of comedy yeah and there's quite a few moments in his special where i was like that's for the sake of comedy and it's fine you know he's telling a story he's trying to be entertaining like i'm not judging him for doing it but it was like that line right there was a hundred percent not did not happen <laughs> i'm sure that happened like, though if it did happen though that'd be awesome I mean, regardless if it did or didn't, it was fucking hilarious. So exactly. I'll take it. Um, but I, the reason I mentioned it that like it didn't actually happen is that um, I have a strong suspicion that he did that because of his movie coming up. Also possible, which I'm looking forward to seeing. Misty didn't believe me that it was a real thing. And when I showed her the trailer the other day, she's like, oh, my God. I was like, yeah. <laughs> We're going to go see that. We'll probably be the only two people in the fucking theater. Oh, I don't know about that. Um, but yeah. Uh, if you're a fan of Burt Crusher, you're going to love it. Uh, great, great special. Yeah. Uh, there's not much you can say about it without spoiling the shit out of it. And I'd rather you enjoy Bert's jokes the way he tells right. them than listening to me recap them. Yeah, like the way that Bert does his stand-up is that, that like each there's beats. There's each beat, and each beat is a story. And each story has like a lot of setup to some some like haha. And then it leads to a guffaw. It leads to a fucking actual good laugh. But he's kind of always been that way, so. Like if you've ever heard his machine story, it's it's like slightly funny throughout, and then it's got that big punch at the end. Fuck that bitch! This is Russia. So, 
Yeah, like it's uh um yeah, I, I I recommend it if you're a fan of if you're a fan of birds, like I highly recommend it. Really and if you don't know who he is, before you watch this fucking special, just Google or go to YouTube, enter Burt Crasher, the machine story. There's a 14 minute clip of him doing his stand up, his first special called The Machine, and watch that bit, get an idea of who he is and what he's most famous for, and then watch the special. Yeah. Yeah. Because honestly, like, not everyone likes Burt. You're not going to like every fucking stand up comic. So, no. Don't. Don't dive into razzle dazzle before seeing his other ones, or or even determining whether or not you like him. So, um, but yeah, it's it's good, solid. Did we give it a grade? I don't think we gave it a grade. I'm gonna give it an A. I will also give it an A. It was quite entertaining from start to finish. Misty laughed her ass off. I mean, we both laughed pretty hard, but she was laughing her absolute ass off. I mean, I immediately recommended it to my folks, so. I know my dad would really fucking dig it, because he likes story-based uh, comedians, so. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so we're going to move on to our March Madness lists. Uh, we do this kind of every year around around March, and uh, usually I'm more prepared, but it, because it's just been so hectic, I just kind of haphazardly put these together yesterday. <laughs> um. But let's get into the first one. I think you'll like it. So this one is what I've titled, uh, Maya. Um, the best worst 80s antagonist. Now, I did movies only. movie 80s movies antagonist. And um, the way I determined this list, I only picked eight, was they can't be a villain. To me, a villain is someone who does things to just hurt others, right? Like take the Joker from the Batman movie from Batman. Mm -hmm. He is just an agent of chaos. He is a villain through and through. He doesn't have an actual end goal. That is like the way that I, the way that I differentiated this to my dad when I was telling him was I said, take Thanos, for example, comic book, Thanos villain, 100% villain, uh, movie or MCU Thanos antagonist. Yeah. He is a he is a folly to our heroes or to our protagonists, but his intentions are pure. He's just misguided deeply. These eight characters are they fall into that category of not villain, just antagonist. So, and I have them randomized. So we'll get the first one here. Okay. Our first <clears throat> one is Hans Gruber from Die Hard. Okay. Versus. <laughs> Keys from ET. He's the main scientist that was. Oh well, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm I'm, I'm familiar. <laughs> I I had I had the actual novelization of ET as a child, so that name always stuck with me. Keys. Uh, <laughs> so who do you think is a better, worst? Like when I say best, worst, I mean like. Who do you think is a bigger asshole, essentially? Well, Gruber. <laughs> Why? He actually killed people. True. You do you know. think he's was like 
wanted to hurt the kids that were protecting ET? No. No? Okay. I was like, you had the novelization, no. so I'm sure you had more insight on this character than <clears throat> No, I don't I don't think so. In fact, I think he genuinely wanted to help E.T. Uh, but he wanted to, he did want to study him. He wanted to understand him, but I don't think he wanted to hurt him. Uh, gotcha. But Gruber did hurt <coughs> people. He didn't want to hurt people, but he didn't have a problem with hurting people. Right, right. So, all right. Hans moves on. Okay. So, our next two. Whenever I click the pen, can you hear that? Yeah, I can. Okay, good. Walter Peck mm. versus... Man has no dick. He has no dick. Ooh, versus Ivan Drago. Let me break you. Uh, well, Drago can change. True. Everybody can change. Um... Although Peck was just doing his job. It, arguably, both of them were just doing their jobs. Right, but, right. But they're antagonists to our heroes. So, But Drago didn't let up when... I was going to say, Drago killed some people in the ring. He, he killed Apollo. Uh -huh. He didn't let up. So I got to move Drago on. All right. Peck was just doing his job trying to shut down what he thought was something unsafe for the environment. He was really hardcore into his job. But he also had no dick. Um, all right. Next we have Biff Tannen versus let's see here. Johnny Lawrence. Johnny Lawrence is a hero. Uh, Biff Tannen Okay, uh, Maya, he's a fucking antagonist to our hero in that story. You can knock it off with your shit. <laughs> Johnny. I, I can't vote against Johnny. I mean, Biff literally was a jerk. Uh, he was a bully. Johnny was also a bully in that movie. He's 100% a bully in that movie. Like, you can argue all you want about who he was as a character and his you know whatever but he was influenced by a, another bully and was a bully to our main character however only the first interaction with daniel uh was you know it wouldn't have come across had daniel just butted out of it and kept his fucking nose out of his business but you know johnny wasn't it's weird to defend a bully maya He's a misunderstood, misguided kid. Most also, bullies are. You're still a bully. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Anyway, Biff, <laughs> uh, are we talking Back to the Future 1 Biff, or are we talking Back to the Future 2 Biff? Um, both. Then Biff. Because it's both. the same character. Because, Just different okay. Patterns. Okay, well... Biff, because he actually in Back to the Future 2 kills George McFly just to get his way, just to get what he wants. When does he kill George? Uh, in the alternate I've timeline, Back to the Future 1 and 2 could have been in the alternate timeline when uh. 
when Marty goes back and Biff's made all the money from the sports almanac and he finds out that his dad's dead and, you know, he's confronted. What are you talking about? I don't remember George ever being dead in either one or two. He was in the second one in the alternate timeline where Biff's the millionaire and married to Marty's mom. And he's confronting, he's, he's trying to steal the almanac back so he can go back and fix in his two? fuck up. Yes. And back to the future too. What I remember for back to the future too is, um, they go to the future. They go to 2015. Yeah. And he buys and... the sports almanac and leaves it in the DeLorean. Old Biff sees it and takes it back to young Biff in 1955. And then when Marty goes back to 1985, after they rescue Jennifer, uh, it's branched off into a different timeline and Biff's a millionaire. And George McFly is dead. George, he did. Because when uh, Marty is breaking into the safe to try to steal the almanac back, he pulls a gun on him. He's like, oh, he recognizes his gun. It's the one that killed I mean, your old man. I don't disagree with moving Biff forward because Johnny was just a misguided teen who was just kind of, you know, projecting, right? Yeah. Um. But because, you know, Biff is multi-timeline fucking asshole. Yeah. Um, he is essentially what Trump became. And um, um, I'm not going to count three because that's, you know, ancestor, not actually Biff. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't remember him killing George. Well, that was Buford anyway. True. Yep. True. I just All remember right. him killing George. So Biff, Biff moves on. Uh, our, our last two, our last two are Jake Houseman. If you don't know who that is, that is the main antagonist from Dirty Dancing. Oh, okay. He's the one that like wanted to outlaw dancing, and Judge Doom from Roger Rabbit, which is closest to a villain in this list. But again, Judge Doom had reasons, and it wasn't malicious. So, uh. Well, I've never seen Dirty Dancing, so by default, I got to go with Judge Doom. Yeah, it was kind of like when I was making this list, I was looking up, you know, very popular movies from the 80s, and I was like, no, that's a villain, that's a villain. And Jake is just kind of a piece of shit, but he doesn't hurt anybody. He's just kind of a dick. But Judge Doom actually kills tunes. So, yeah, the dip, the dip. All right, so we have our final four here. We have Hans Gruber versus Ivan Drago. Again, I got to go with Hans. Yeah. I agree uh, you know, Drago was an athlete who, in his adrenaline fueled USSR, in an adrenaline fueled rage, would go too far in the ring. But outside of the ring, I don't think he had ill intent towards just normal people. Uh, Hans. Well, he's in, isn't he? uh, Isn't he? He's one of the main, like, not characters, I guess characters, but um, he's in uh, Creed 2, right? I'm not seeing Creed or Creed 2. I know. They're both. I need to see them. I need to watch them. I need to see them. I need to actually watch Rocky Balboa. Because I believe, Jesus Christ, Greg, spell on a goddamn keyboard. Because I believe Creed. His 
first opponent is uh, it's somebody from Rocky's past. I'm trying to fucking remember. Um, uh, maybe not. Because I know that like Michael B. Jordan's character plays the son of Apollo Creed. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that much. Um, but I felt like there was another character. But I know that I'm confident that Creed 2... Uh, let's see here. Yeah, Duff Longer and Ivan Drago. Yeah, because okay, because because uh, another guy it plays Victor Drago, his son. That's right. Gotcha. Yep. Um, and then and then Creed three is uh, uh, Mister T's son. Um, oh, cool, Clubber Lane. Clubber Lane's uh, it's either son or grandson, one of the two. But yeah, Damian Anderson is Jonathan Majors' character. Oh, nice. So I need to watch him. I really do. I like, and I need to watch Rocky Balboa from 2006. I, I haven't watched that, so I have I, four yeah, I fucking too. Rocky Rocky movies to watch. Yeah, same. It's been a while since we've had a Rocky movie since four ended, right? We don't talk about five. That. Oh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> Tommy, the you were not expecting gun. that joke, were you? <laughs> Tommy, machine gun. Five fucking hey. sucks. Dead. I ain't heard no bell yet. <laughs> All right, our our uh, our second, our next two are Biff Tannen versus uh, Judge Doom. Oh, uh, I don't know. Biff's a real piece of shit, but Judge Doom, yeah, both were. Hmm. Because Judge Doom was essentially doing what he was doing out of revenge. Out of revenge, but for the benefit of society. It'll be beautiful. Or at least what he thought was the benefit of society. Yeah. But Biff was just doing things because he's a dick. And he never stopped being a dick. You know what I mean? Like, sure, there was that there was that brief moment in time where he was completely like he became meek to to uh, George, but um, he still was looking for ways to kind of fuck. When he found that all Mac, he didn't. He didn't hesitate. No, no. So, yeah, let's let's. He's let's generationally go. a dick too. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with Biff. All right. So our last two, our final is Hans Gruber versus Biff Tannen. Ooh. I'm going to vote for Biff. You know what? I was leaning that way too because Hans, you know, he. One man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. And that's essentially what Hans was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Biff just, he destroyed an entire town and had a stranglehold on the town in the Uh eighties. So yeah. Yeah. We'll go with Biff. Like at the end of the day, Hans's final, like what he wanted to end up doing was helping others. If I'm not mistaken, Biff was only out for himself. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen Die Hard. I don't watch it every Christmas like some people. 
I've watched it a ton because of that. Um, not by choice, just because like it, it to me, watching Die Hard is on is on the same fucking wavelength or par as A Christmas Story and um, uh, Shawshank Redemption. They just they're on, and you're like, why not? You know, know what I mean? Know what yeah. I mean? So. All right, our next one is silly, but I enjoyed making it. So. I have 16 different Muppets, right? 16 different Muppets. I'm going to draw them at random, but we're deciding on who would make a better better serial killer. Oh. Yeah. I'm getting weird with it. Okay. So our first two are Dr. Teeth. <laughs> it sounds like a great fucking serial killer name versus sam the eagle oh dr teeth was that a, make a better serial killer dr teeth i concur i mean don't get me wrong sam dr. the eagle would make a good serial killer but dr teeth would be better because sam he would, would be, be... He would, sam would just be quiet and angry about it dr teeth would be singing you a song while killing you yeah, like if you think about it from a perspective of like visual horror, Doctor Teeth, a hundred fucking miles away. Like he's on he he's just terrifying in general, and like you add the serial killer element, and like he's psychopathic. Where Sam would be methodical, you know, you would get sniped from a distance before you even knew what happened because you know Sam voted for Trump. Um, <laughs> am I wrong? No. <laughs> all right our next two are sweetums mm. versus kermit the frog kermit <laughs> i mean sweetums he's just a big lumbering oaf he looks scary but he's got a gentle soul Kermit's got pent up rage. I mean, married a fucking piggy for as long as he has. You would too. Uh, also, Sweetums, Sweetums would just be basically um, uh, Larry from Of Mice and Men. Lenny. Lenny, sorry. Lenny. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, that's. I guess if you're going with Stereo Killer, I should have probably gone with Jason Voorhees, but. You know, whatever. Um, next up, we have Floyd Pepper, lead singer of uh, what the fuck was their band name? Electric Mayhem. Electric Mayhem, thank you. Versus Miss Piggy. <laughs> Piggy. <laughs> Sorry, Floyd. Well, the the thing about Miss Piggy is that like she's a trained martial artist, so you wouldn't see her coming. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That was the that was the biggest stretch I have had. I've had this entire fucking thing so far. All right. Next up we got uh <laughs> Dr. Bunsen Honeydew versus the only duo in this whole thing, and that's Waldorf and Stantler. 
Uh, Bunsen. Yeah, I agree with you on that one, hundred percent. The meat quiet shy type. Yeah, he's totally going to domer you. Yeah, like he's, and like the worst part about it is no one would ever find you again because he knows his chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like you'd be fucking done for. Um, or you'd just be poisoned too. Like he could he could concoct a chemical like a chemical makeup for a drink or something and you would drink it die and then when they did the autopsy they just like natural causes we don't fucking understand why we have no idea why so as much as I'd love to see Waldorf and Sandler as a fucking serial killer duo they'd have nothing on Bunsen no some geriatrics all right, our next two are, if I can unfold this in time, Fozzie Bear. Yikes. Versus. Did I put. Oh, I put Dr. Teeth on here in accident twice. So. Um, uh, how did I put Dr. Teeth in here twice? Hang on. Give me one second. Technical difficulties. I did put them on here twice. No, I didn't. I must have wrote his name twice and just didn't know it. So we'll do this. How many do I have left? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. yeah I did write his name twice. All right. So this. Fozzie Bear versus Rizzo the Rat. Rizzo. Really? Why I Rizzo? Rizzo. So it's Fozzie. Fozzie just dumb. Rizzo. Now he's. I don't know. See, hmm. here's why I think Fozzie could. I, I, Fozzie could this snap is why I disagree. People this don't why I disagree. laugh at his jokes. That's what. Fozzie that's my point. Snap. Is like, yeah. Fozzie, I think would be a more terrifying serial killer. Like he comes off as the type that would be um, sort of uh, what's his name, um, John Wayne Gacy. Mm. Because John was very much he wanted to be funny. He wanted to be entertaining. He was a fucking clown for Christ's sake. Yeah, I'll concede and go fuzzy. Because Rizzo just seems like he just fucking run around New York and stab people. Yeah. Well, that's what I was initially going to say. You know, he'll just shank a fucker. But Fozzie would be like, waka, waka, waka. It'd just be terrifying. So. Okay. All right. Our next, our next two are Camilla the Chicken. I was going. I was thinking. Uh, it's versus Gonzo. Beaker. Camilla mm. versus Beaker. Camilla. I agree. Because Beaker. Beaker He's could timid. be an effective serial killer because no one would expect him. But Camilla's smarter. 
Granted, can't speak English, but smarter. All right. Next two are... I ripped this one in half. That's fun. Ralph the Dog versus... Come on. Jesus Christ. I folded these too tight. Gonzo. Gonzo. Ralph versus Gonzo. Gonzo. He's just... He's who you would expect to be one. Right. Like, he could already be one and nobody would ever know it sort of thing. Yeah. Whereas Ralph, I figure, like, they would just, like, capture him after a couple kills and then put him down. Because they're just like, he's a rabid dog. Is he part pit bull? (laughs) Our last two barely speak English. You'll like this one. Animal versus the Swedish chef. Swedish chef. I 100% agree with you. He's going to fucking poison your dinner. And And smile and present it to you and be so proud of his presentation. (laughs) And fairly, fairly, fucky you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) All right. So we have our final eight. We'll start from the top here. Dr. Teeth versus Kermit the Frog. Dr. Teeth. Yeah, I agree. Dr. Teeth. All right. Miss Piggy versus Bunsen Honeydew. Mm. I want to go with Bunsen. Yeah, same here. I mean, I'm going with the fucking chemistry aspect, the science aspect. All right, then we have Fozzie Bear versus Camilla the Chicken. Ooh. I think Camilla would be a more effective serial killer, but Fozzie would still be more terrifying. I think she would take him, though, because she's getting vengeance for the rubber chicken that he uses in his act. Good, good. Well, I wasn't putting him, I wasn't pinning him against each other. It was more like who no, would be a but better serial killer, but she's got darker motivations. <laughs> she does have darker motivations. Um, because Fozzie would just like if I were to make a Muppet parody of the movie Joker, I have put Fozzie in that in that role. So, and that movie fucking sucks. So, Fozzie loses. Um, Gonzo versus Swedish Chef. Gonzo, <laughs> that was quick as shit. All right, we have our final four. We have Doctor Teeth versus Bunsen Honeydew. Mm. That's a tough one. That's a that one. is, that is, because you I have Doctor Teeth, with... who is terrifying. I can, you I have Bunsen Honeydew, with... who's. I don't know. I think I gotta go with Doctor Teeth over Bunsen. Ooh. I mean, I'm gonna I, like. You're the one that's gonna have to choose this one because that's that's a fucking like pairing right there. I think Dr. Teeth is more sadistic because he's got the flash and the panache and the pizzazz, the gold tooth. I, I think it just, yeah. Cause like, cause I think the scariest that Bunsen honeydew could possibly be would be on par with maybe the German doctor from uh, human centipede. But even that wasn't very scary. Dr. Teeth is terrifying without being a serial killer. Yeah. So, all right, Kill you while wearing a zoot suit. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> was not expecting this. I know the answer, but I was not. Ex- I did not look before I. Gonzo versus Camilla. Yep. Was that intentional? Did you do that on purpose? I didn't do that on purpose, but I'm going to tell you right now the reason why Gonzo wins is because he used Camilla uh, as his food taster for the Swedish chef. Oh, shit. He's like, We're building a lore here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it comes down to between Dr. Teeth and Gonzo. Yep. Huh. That is a tough one. That is a very tough one. I think at this point they would just team up. I mean, you're not wrong, but let's say they didn't team up. Who would be a more effective serial killer? Gonzo. Not killing each other. Gonzo. Who do you think would have a higher body count after one year? I'd say Dr. Teeth would because he's addicted to it. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. Gonzo would have the patience to stalk individual victims and play the long game because he's, yeah. But I think Dr. Teeth is just addicted to it. All right. There you guys go. Dr. Teeth, the, (laughs) the, the, the better serial killer out of the Muppets that I chose. Hot damn. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, because I... So what it was is I went to a list and it was like the top fucking 30 or most popular, you know, um, Muppets, right? And then, so I just wrote them down. Then I cut them into... Like, I was like, top 16. Got it. All right, that's my... And then I was looking at the list. I was like, what can I do with this? And I was like, serial killer. Perfect. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. We got any more? No, it's just those two. Like I said, oh. I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I, I, because of the car and because of other things, I just didn't uh, put much time into it, unfortunately, this year. No, that's fine. But it's fun. It was fun. I also just tried to Google some lists and like people didn't really do it this year either. And I was like, all right, well, well, I won't. Um, but yeah, no, that was a, that was a fun episode. Um, Maybe next year I'll have a better list to do, but not better, but more. So, uh, oh, apologies for the yawn. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, guys, All right, settle week, down, uh, Alpha 5. Dude, dude, I don't know why I do that. Um, that's going to do it for this week, folks. That's uh, that's all we got. That's, that's all we got. Next next week, all we're doing is, is Chapter 21 of The Mandalorian. I, like... I looked at every single streaming site. I looked at what's coming up, and there's not a whole lot. We do have uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel in like three weeks, but that's it. If there if there is something that pops up, if it be a movie or whatever, we'll try to let you guys know on our social media accounts, which is listed down below. Go give those a follow because we'll 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 try to let you guys know as soon as we know. Um, if you'd like to buy something from our uh, store that goes right into the podcast, helps us fund this whole thing. Go over to our Teespring store. Which do you have a website link for that? Is it just like teespring.com slash all queued up? I'm not sure because I have it linked in the uh in the description. The, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's linked where our social medias are, but uh but yeah, go go buy something. 
you know, support us. That's the best way to support us, honestly. I mean, listening and commenting and liking, yeah, whatever, but, you know, buying a shirt. Um, but, yeah, uh, we'll give you a shout-out on the podcast. Just let us know you bought something. We'll give you a big old hug and thank you with our mouths. That sounded worse than I meant it to. Um, Greg will. <laughs> I'll verbally hug you. I don't know how that'll work, but I'll do it. Uh, but, yeah, guys, that's that's it for us. Um, that's it for my notes. Meyer, can, where, where can folks find you? You can find me on Facebook under my name, Maya Dawn Fisher. It's a public profile. And it's also linked, uh, has my Twitter and Instagram profiles linked to it. So it's your one-stop shop for everything that I'm up to. What about you, Greg? Where can people find you? You can find me under Chub Rock Geek on every single social media site. Because that's what I do. It's Chub Rock Geek. Uh, right now I'm uploading, I'm, I'm back to uploading some clips from uh, Game Night. So... There's a lot of funny clips on there. If that's what you're into, go check those out. They're a good time. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, remember, guys, Mandalorian next week. Um, stay tuned to our social media sites because I'm sure that something will pop up somewhere in the week and we'll just be like, hey, I was actually going to ask you if you wanted to watch a new show on Netflix called Agent Elvis, where it's Matthew McConaughey voicing a 007-style Elvis. Hmm. But it's also 10 episodes at 30, 30 minutes apiece. And I'm like, I don't feel like doing that this week. <laughs> Not with what I got. Yeah, yeah. I got I got a couple things coming up where I'll be busy. I got to go to so. Johnson City tomorrow. And that'll be most of the day. And then, you know, this weekend yeah. is in limbo. So I don't know. Probably not. The most I, the most I honestly want to do this week is a movie so if yeah. there's a movie that pops up we'll try to add that but yeah. i don't know what's coming out um plus it could just be a nice you know next week we just do like you know bullshit and a little bit of an uninhibited situation and you know it'll be fun after mandalorian yeah. maybe we'll keep that option open but yeah uh guys again thank you so much for listening you know we have our best antagonist which is biff tannen and our best serial killer, which is Dr. Teeth, Muppet serial killer to be specific. So, um, Mr. Teeth versus, oh, sorry, Dr. Teeth versus Biff Tannen. Who wins that? I mean, Dr. Teeth. Dr. Teeth. Yeah, I agree. Um, guys, again, thank you so much for listening. Always remember fuck the GOP, fuck the NRA. Ho- donate and help where you can. People are hurting all over the place. And we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody.